Men's Club. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. That's a Christmas folk. You know, all you elves, your snowmen, that your was, gingerbread very, men. That was a very thriller kind of intro, I think. It, it's thriller style. <laughs> just that, just like kind of ah, ha, ha, ha. But it's it's like a if Vincent Price was Santa Claus. <laughs> Just hiding away, just well, opens the door and Santa's there, and he just I gives love, that ho ho. I love how he knocks on the door. I don't think Santa Claus knocks on the door. All right, dude. he does if he wants to fuck with you. <laughs> hey, it's twenty eighteen. Now he has to knock on the door. Yes, but now we have everyone has nests, so they'll see that it's Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I need to update the uh, and the ad, be, and he'll be shot by the cops, of course. Aww. America. Oh, didn't we see something to that effect this weekend? I have no clue. I keep myself oh, wait, completely you, blinded. To... You guys didn't go to the Friendsgiving thing, did you? No. Oh, uh, we watched Bad Santa. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. it was terrible. But I thought you were why we're here. Oh, but the Bad Santa is supposed to be a national treasure. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like actual events involving like, oh. pl- police. Right now, I'm like, oh, I'm good getting, lord, no, we're no. Get I mean, into this now. <laughs> The year no. of our Lord 2018 being the dumpster fire fire it is. Put them all in jail. It's just funny they bring up Bad Santa because we totally watched a movie with Billy Bob Thornton in it. Billy Bob. Yeah, well, that was Armageddon. Yeah. He's a, he's a, it's a good movie. He's a multifaceted actor. Yeah, I, 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 I could tell. I feel I, like him being in, in Bad Santa was just him being himself most of the time. <laughs> I think a lot of his roles are just him being himself. Well, what about Sling Blade? I haven't seen that. Oh, that's him. Oh, that's yeah, he's a brilliant movie, actually. John Ritter's in it, too. That's a very weird movie. Wow, John Ritter. It's super good, though. I mean, I thought so, but again, no, I I'm like getting John off Ritter. topic. I like so. John Ritter. We're talking, we're keeping him, um, we, no, Billy Bob Thorne's not in this movie. I, I, as much as Fargo was super goofy, like the first season was enjoyable, and he's he's a cool character in that one. Oh, that's Fargo, right. The Fargo's series. the series now. Yeah. yeah, I liked Fargo better as just a movie. I haven't the, watched the, the series. Kind of funny looking. Sorry. The first season is 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 pretty good. Uh, yeah. I was not as crazy about the second one, but you know, yeah, I kind of heard the same. Anyway, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. I'm Josh. There's Sabrina. Yellow. Eric's here. I'm I'm Santa Eric. Yes, and Eric we've got Claus. we've got Kyle the Elf. Oh, God send help. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last one. It's, it's the third episode. The good thing is, is that after the third episode, we get to go about our merry way for a little while. Ha, ha, and I'll ha. miss you, Stockholm, and all ha, that. Ha, ha, Mary. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any clue what's going on at this moment. <laughs> It's okay. Tim Curry is here. Oh, uh, okay. The clown from it has showed up. I'm the butler. I <laughs> buttle. He does that. He does that. He does that laugh in literally everything he does. That's also uh, uh, Conk's laugh from Pirates of Darkwater. Callback. Mm. Mm. Need to see if he does it in Clue. We need to watch Clue. Oh, yeah. Yes. Clue is so good. Oh, so good. We we might as well just make our hundredth episode us just watching a bunch of Tim Curry movies. Yeah. Just because we just bone for him so much. Yeah. I got a better idea. We'll go get lunch and we'll get we'll get curry. Okay. Whether oh. it's Japanese or Indian. Yes. And then we'll watch a bunch of Tim Curry movies. Yes. And then we'll do Is that our uh, marathon? I feel like that would be a great okay. way to marathon. I, we have to okay, yes. so this is what we'll have to do. We'll also need to order 
Tim's from Canada. Ooh. We'll order Tim's from Canada. Or we'll Tim get Hortons. curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Okay, okay, okay. This sounds difficult. <laughs> we got to make this complicated in some way so it could meaty. fully, fully do this and do like a twelve-hour stream of us watching <laughs> Tim Curry movies. Ooh. If only we had a buttload of money, we could probably potentially coerce him to coming out and doing the show. He as might well. do it for like a hundred bucks. No, he's worth more than that. No, he's, he, I think he's also pretty like uh, invalid these days. He yeah. had a he had a really bad stroke. I think he's still in a wheelchair. Yeah, but he's he's been doing the convention run again. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's well good. enough to get around and about. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always have a I always have a TV studio with a green screen. We could do some stuff with Tim Curry. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, did even I, did at his I current sit- stage, I wouldn't turn him down. I'm sorry. There's just something about the man. <laughs> just end up just putting him back in the in the uh, legend outfit again. <laughs> um, please, please, just once. <laughs> just I don't just think as he is now. Yes, totally. I don't think you understand. I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> that prosthetic is 30 pounds. It'll snap my neck. Well, he started doing voice acting again, too, because didn't he do voice in the... What did we watch recently? Was over, it over the garden, the garden wall. wall. Yeah, Whoa, he was he was really? Auntie Whispers. Yeah, <laughs> I think they said that was his first role since his stroke. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was actually interesting because the the paralyzing effects of the stroke on his face uh, actually what made that voice for that character work so well. Yeah, All right, that's I mean that's cool that he's like. He's he's recovered enough, and he's like, I'm gonna find a way to work with this. He still mm-hmm. wants to do the work. Yeah. I, I, he's, yeah, he's a dedicated actor. He's quite brilliant, and he has nothing to do with well, what we're here for. I, 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 would, I would also like to credit it with. I think I've mentioned on the show before. There's just that generation of British actors, and I think it's just that culture is you're always working. Like they don't turn down roles. Oh yeah, they're just like, am I free? Am I offered? If I'm being offered money to do my craft, take it. <laughs> yep, yeah. You got you got your Helen Mirren, your uh, Ian McKellen, your Patrick Stewart, your Christopher, your Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah, uh, you got your. Oh my God, I forgot his name. Monty Python. Come on, John Cleese. John Cleese. John Cleese thank you, and your Tim Curry, and a list of fucking million miles long of more, just yeah. like them, and they're all so great. Man, mm-hmm. John Cleese came to my school one time for like an evening kind of uh, theater thing. Like, God, he's good. He and seems like a really he he was he it was so strange seeing him in person because it was like whoa like it's cool to see him in person but like he sounds and acts exactly the same he just like talks slower yeah <laughs> <laughs> he he was no le- his sense of humor was the same and it was like oh this is great fantastic so which of us is going to segue this Sabrina <laughs> Let's talk about Santa Claus. There we go. There was an elegant segue. Sabrina, it's your choice this week. Yes. We're in the middle of Christmas time because it's December now. It's actually not, but we're in the future at this point. Okay. Hello, future denizens of Earth. Future denizens. And maybe outer space. I don't know. Yes, this is totally getting blasted to outer space. All right. What, what, what are we, Sabrina, what are we covering this week? We are watching another Rankin Bass film because it's Christmas time and you know I can't resist. And I grew up watching all of this shiz with my dad. I had everything on VHS. We had a special box and every Christmas they got pulled out and I rewatched everything. So wait, did they, these were kept in like a Christmas, Christmas like containment field and like 
We're not allowed to open this until December rolls around. Well, no, sometimes they got open before that because also the one Easter Bunny movie I had was in there. Oh, God. And Boy, we're I... going to have to do Easter Bunny at some are point. Do, are we going to do the ice cream bunny? <laughs> yes. That's awful. And that was rough. There might have been a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving tape in there as well. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. But it basically had all the holiday VHSs. So it wasn't kept with all the other VHSs. It was kept separate in the closet. But I remember pulling it down. And this is like one of my favorites, The Year Without a Santa Claus. I, I just like the image of your dad like opening like a like a metal case and like dry ice smoke comes out mm. and like reaches in with, <laughs> with like songs and pulls out one of those like white plastic Disney VHS boxes and like no. all right, here you go, Sabrina. It was just a regular cardboard box. Oh. Surprising. <laughs> had any of us seen The Year Without a Santa Claus before this? I had not. I might have, but I don't remember, like, you know, I, when I was, like, really young, but I don't remember anything with this dumb movie. Kyle, you don't have any traumatic experiences, do you? I have several traumatic experiences. <laughs> about, about this movie? It's, you know, it's funny. It's not that it's just specifically this movie. It's just that that style of animation. <laughs> I have always found the characters to be absolutely terrifying did, did since you, I was a child. Did you get the same reaction from, like, the Gumby TV show? Did you ever watch that? Oh, uh, I never liked watching Gumby. Was, that made me feel what? weird. I, yeah. I, watched I loved it, Gumby. I watched it, but I remember distinctly one episode that gave me nightmares. And it was the one where he melts. And yeah. it was like horrifying and then he like reconst <laughs> he like re he soaks through the ground and then like reconstitutes himself in like a cave underneath it. But that melting scene, it's on YouTube, and I was like, oh, this is still really gross. Like, ugh. You had such a weak weak constitution for a child. <laughs> Christ woman. <laughs> the, the, My the, friends have weakness. Oh, come on, you fucking <laughs> pussy. You don't want to watch your local friend melt and die. So the thing is that, like, I did like Gumby. There were anxiety-inducing moments of watching it because the music was always kind of weirdly creepy, but I loved a lot of the concepts, especially going into books the way that he did um but no it was honestly just the models uh of these things uh, of the christmas types that actually always really freaked me out um mostly the mouth shapes and the constant jovial expressions on all of their faces when no one could possibly ever look that happy all the time ever it just freaked me out <laughs> no. we are all we are all big and we were all pantomiming like we are today. Uh, 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 just the frozen <laughs> smile as your head turns. It's just like, ah, ah. The thing is, that it's not ever so much that I ever hated these things. I, I, I didn't hate them. I just couldn't watch them because they gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Man, Christmas is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I never watched any of these just because I was just like, these look weird. Why would I? Why would I? But now I have to watch them as an adult. Hooray. Yeah. Love me. I do. We we, we put rings on each other. <laughs> Ooh. You liked it, so you put a ring on it. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> you want it? Want me just just doing that one for a bit? Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move forward. Let's go ahead and talk about working hard. Let's talk about misering your way through your winter. Let's talk about believing in that Santa Claus. Ugh. Let's talk a little bit about the year without a Santa Claus. Did you ever hear a 
that terrible year way back before you were born. When Santa Claus took a holiday on the night before Christmas morn. <laughs> I'm just going to say, since we are in the future, like you are hearing this in the future, but it is still the past. That is the first Christmas song I have heard this year, and it was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> yeah, they were likely my first that I heard. I, I had to go to the grocery store later this week, and they were just playing it like full tilt blast. Like even uh, the announcements were way beneath it, and I'm just like, Jingle Bells. I'm like, God damn it. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I always have Christmas songs in my head. I know. So... It'll be like April, and you're just going at it i mean the only time i got annoyed was when i was working retail and for some reason the store i worked in just always played contemporary christmas music so i got really annoyed at that because i'm not a most contemporary christmas music i'm not that into but i still like the old christmas songs i, I like the really old ones that are like still vaguely pagan so those are all cool well, the uh, year without the Santa Claus was a 1974 Christmas stop-motion animated television special produced by Rankin-Bass Productions. The story is based on Phyllis McGinley's 1956 book of the same name. It was originally broadcast on December 10th, 1974 on ABC. The film was Shirley Booth's final acting credit before she retired from acting after its completion. Aww. Um, so, yes, that is that. Let's get to the plot. Okay, so Santa Claus, like, he wakes up, and he's like, I'm really tired. He and, has a cold. Yeah, he has a cold, and his back aches, and all this other shiz, and he's like... And the doctor shows up. And basically says he should take some time off, and rest, and get better. And Santa Claus says, you know, you know what, I should just take some time off. And then they spread the news everywhere, telling everyone, hey, Santa Claus is taking time off. Well, don't forget, we do have one musical interlude between this, because Santa's just well, yeah, like... Well, this oh. is after this. Well, okay, well, go ahead then. Where Mrs. Claus is like, maybe I could be Santa Claus. And then she just sings a song about being Santa Claus. And it thus affirming that maybe she's... <laughs> I mean... But this song was kind of pointless. <laughs> Yes. This, this whole movie was pointless. No. This song is particularly pointless because she has an entire song about how she could be Santa for the day and nobody would know. And then at the end of the song, two elves see her and she goes, nah, fuck that idea. I, I, wanna, I think the more disturbing part of this entire thing is apparently according to this movie, Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus are in separate rooms. What's going on here? Very old fashioned, I guess. That is very old fashioned, actually. Even my own, uh, my own grandmother and grandfather, uh, well, like forty years into their marriage, they slept in separate rooms. That's what? just, that's just, you weren't in the same room unless you were making a baby. Yeah, but, but... my grandparents always slept in the same room. That's so god. That's I, I, I guess he does. He does. He also calls her mom, which, like, I realized my grandfather would do on occasion. Yeah, ma and pa. Yeah, but it's it's still weird. It's very Mike Pensy. Well, it's like 
<laughs> it's like my mom calls my dad, says dad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that happened in my family where yeah. they would say dad in response, but that, they would be meaning my dad, not their dad. I mean, I do the same thing with our cat. I'm like, go see your daddy. And that's, that's Joshua. Yeah, that makes a little... Oh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering, in okay, fact. Okay, I just, want, just wanted to clear things up. Poor Red is an only child. In, in 2018, the term daddy has made many new... Well, I mean, they've been the same phrases, but they have expanded some over the years. Yeah. Uh, no, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. So I said Santa wakes up with a cold. His doctor thinks uh, nobody cares about him anymore, Ooh. advises him to change his routine. So Santa decides to take a holiday. Mrs. His, Claus... His doctor is a terrible piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, his doctor is His doctor is like one of you're the... You're a fuck. Yeah, his doctor comes in and he's like, you're a fucking fraud. You're a piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs> Die. He doesn't say he hates him. Still, who's hiring th- this doctor? <laughs> Yeah, why Man. are you hiring the doctor who hates Christmas the most? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm your physician, and by the way, hate your work. I'm your physician, <laughs> like Doctor Doom or something. It's that's yeah, weird. Oh, it's the Lord. only doctor that could be put at the North Pole, and he's just like, you're causing rents to get too high with all these damn elves. Gentrifying the North Pole. Even from the beginning, though, like watching this, it 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 was so strong in its Christian overtones. That's. Well, that's yes, it's weird, Christmas. That's a weird thing. I mean, I get because it's fucking America, and we are, like, awesome at this. But, yeah, it's, like, weird, like, but, I mean, that's a Christmas movie thing, but I think it's only more recently that Christmas movies have been more secular. Yes, it, 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 it and it has been. It's just that, like, watching this one, the, the whole believing thing is just sort of like, okay, well, this is clearly alluding to believing in something else. It's got, but... a, it's got a, yeah, it's got this creepy, like, 50s kind of McCarthy vibe to it. But it does have its, like, charming innocence as well, which, yeah. which uh, horrifying puppetry aside, um, I did not, I did not really have anything to dunk on this movie other than just, you know, I, I, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and Mickey Rooney is the voice of Santa Claus. He sure is. Shirley Booth is Mrs. Claus. Mickey Rooney is Santa Claus. I'm, I'm a Dick nice Sean is Snow Miser. George S. Irving is Heat Miser. Man, um, Dick Sean. I love Mickey Rooney. He was actually in a Disney movie. It's the one with the, it's like Phantom of the Opera, but instead it's a movie theater. And he was the, the ticket guy. Hmm. Yep, we all know that one, that famous Mickey Rooney role. Sorry, I don't know it. <laughs> well, I guess the most recent thing that he was in that I really thought was fun was the night at the museum. It was him and Dick Van Dyke, and I always forget the name of the other guy. But he's alive? Who? Mickey Rooney? Now I... I feel like... Mickey Rooney is dead as, as of 2014. Yeah, it was recent. Oh, that's right. Probably so is, with all due respect. Everybody else who did that movie. Is Dick Van Dyke still alive? Uh, I don't know. I really liked him, though. I grew up watching that movie he did with his... uh, That show he did with his son, where he was a dog diagnosis murder. Okay. Wow, Dick Van Dyke is alive. He's 92 years old. That's what? He'll be He's still healthy from being that chimney sweep. Yeah. 
Yeah, he didn't get the black lung, Pa. <laughs> All right, so let's continue this. We've got Jingle and Jangle. They're elves. They need to find proof that people still believe in Santa. Jingle and Jangle set out with Santa's youngest reindeer, Vixen, but are shot down by crossfire between the conflicting Miser brothers in a Ooh. bizarre scene. Snow Miser, who controls the world's cold weather, and Heat Miser, who controls the warm weather. Jingle, Jangle, and Vixen come upon Southtown, a small town in the southern United States. They try to ask around, but they find the populace, including a young boy named Iggy, are skeptical of Santa's existence. Uh, I, I have, I have, a, I have a lot of questions about this this town. And okay, as, as somebody that was a southerner, please go ahead. Uh, first of all, like. Yeah, that like there's it's still super gross. Like talking about how like oh down uh, Christmas down here in Dixie. Yeah, that was a little awkward. Um, I want to talk about what's what what the fuck is the kid's name? Iggy. Iggy. His mother is dressed like she's from like the Civil War. I didn't notice that she is, and then her and the father is dressed like, uh, like late nineteenth century. His parents are vampires, is what I'm saying. <laughs> because they are they are easily like their clothing is easily like hundred and fifty years out of sync. I feel like the series wasn't really that far into the present though. It was it felt like it was supposed to be back a few years. Yeah, it could you like, know back they in did, the early nineteen hundreds. I think everyone else was kind of modern looking. I mean Iggy looked very like I mean the based on the way the police officer was dressed and the mayor was dressed, no, I would say that was probably late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen well, hundreds. His mother maybe. His mother is definitely she's dressed like a sister wife. Like one of those one of those weird cults. They dress weirder than that actually, but okay. She I mean she has like the a hair bun. that ends in the but it's like a, a real tight bun on the top and then like uh a, a dress with like with like lace, are you frills. really gonna criticize a yes. cartoon's clothing choice? It's not a cartoon. They're, it's a puppet. It's a cartoon. Well, it's not drawn. It's a puppet. It's puppetry. This is know, objectively a puppetry. Yeah. It's a cartoon. Whatever. Okay. Um. So to make matters worse, Vixen is ticketed by a policeman and later sent to the dog pound after Jingle and Jingle disguise her as an instant rover. Even though she totally still had. Cloven hooves. Yes, but you know they put socks over horns so it look like that's ears. How, that's how it worked in Dixie. Yeah. Uh, the policeman refers to them to the town's mayor, who laughs at their story but agrees to free Vixen if they can prove they are elves by making it snow in Southtown on Christmas. Okay, so then at this point, I don't know. So we have a song with Iggy and his family. Where Santa shows up. And Santa, eh, skip that one. You, you want do you want to skip I believe in Santa Claus? That one makes me cry. <laughs> oh well then I have to play it. No, you're not gonna play it enough for me. Yeah, they wanted to know if we kids cared about Santa Claus and all. And uh, what'd you tell them? Heck. There's there's too much talking on in front of this one. Yeah. Isn't it? That's a lot of talking. Why, why does this one make you cry? You don't believe I wish I still believed in Santa Claus. You could. It would be kind of weird, no. but you could. <laughs> no, brain, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing mean to say. I, I, no, I, I could feel the inappropriate vibes. Like, 
whole bunch of like sack daddy like just <laughs> come down uh, my chimney yeah oh good lord like, it's, uh, just, it's, just, it's just like ooh. i kind of miss <laughs> those times when you're young and you believe like that everything can exist including santa claus and magical flying reindeer and i was actually kind of old when i stopped believing in santa claus she was 26 i was not Sabrina <laughs> <that laughs> was 37 years old and she, she was still believed in santa she was claus. engaged shortly afterwards i was like <laughs> Well, now there's 11 or 12. Actually, that's about the average age for a lot of kids to stop believing in Santa is between like 11 to 13. Really? Really? I feel like everyone else stopped believing in Santa Claus before me when I was growing up. So many kids with smartphones are going to like... Well, kids with smartphones nowadays, like I feel like they're going to figure it out way sooner. But no, like at least in my generation, like... uh, Alexa, is Santa real? Alexa, not here, Josh. It was was basically by the time middle school happened was when a... It was probably about the actual time that that stopped being a thing. Yeah, but yeah, because you got other stuff going on. I definitely yeah. think for me it was fourth or fifth grade, only because I ended up finding the NES console we were going to get for Christmas up in the attic. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, and I was like, huh. My, yeah, that's my, like in that range, though. That's like nine to fourth and fifth grade. That's like like ten to eleven. Yeah, somewhere around yeah. there. My dad, my dad did some pretty good, like like a. He he left the carrots and fig newtons out for the for the reindeer and Santa and uh, for Santa and the reindeer respectively, and he actually did go down there and eat them. Oh so Christ! He, they'd be come down there, and there'd be a, there'd be half eaten fig newtons and carrots. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll give him, give him credit. You you say fig newtons and carrots, and I'm thinking it's like, oh, that's healthy, and then all of a sudden I remember. It's like, oh, what is this? Soy milk. You said you're lactose intolerant because the Santa Claus came to mind. Oh. Yes, ah, I remember when uh. Tim Allen was actually a bundle of fun. I remember when he tried to be funny. I think he still tries to be funny. Now he's a Trump supporter. And remember, he when he was, remember when he got into acting because of his like extant cocaine trafficking charges? Yeah. I've been for chainsaw. Stop rooting Tim Allen for me. Oh, he's, no, he's, Tim a, Al- he's a monster. He's, no. a, he's a garbage person. I'm sorry, he's, sweetie. Sabrina. He's one of my TV dads. Sabrina, oh. he's a Trump supporter. No. Your, your TV dad. Oh your TV dad is like an incredible misogynist. Oh, whatever. He, he, I still have is, Uncle Jesse. Yeah, it's, Uncle, it's Uncle Jesse those, won't hurt you. It's one of those few moments where I can say that you can appreciate his work, but he's still a total giant douchebag. Oh, that makes me sad. Because cause I'll, I'll admit, I love Galaxy Quest. Yes. That oh, movie will never yes. stop being funny, regardless that uh, Tim Allen is in it. He didn't ruin it at all. He's, he actually made that movie what it is, although they cut out all of Sigourney Weaver's swears in that movie. Shame. Yeah. Well, no. Well, and then Toy Story. Well, they wanted to keep it like PG. Oh, okay. So. And she like literally every other line that Sigourney had in that movie, she she dropped an f bomb. <laughs> That's like, funny. Like that part where she's where he goes like this to tell her to cut the transmission. She just does this and then just like, no, I was agreeing with you. Like I know where the fucking button is, but she just <laughs> says like like I, like I know where the button is, and it's just like, okay, nice voiceover. I saw that mouth for the f bomb. <laughs> Uh, so Jingle and Jangle call Mrs. Claus to pick them up as she leaves. Santa discovers Vixen is missing and travels to Southtown himself to retrieve her, disguised as a civilian named Claus. Yeah, okay. While there, he meets Iggy and his family. Iggy visits S. Claus if he believes Klaus. in Santa. Klaus, fine, whatever. He's, and he replies that he believes. He's dressed, he's dressed like a pimp. 
He believes like I believe in love. Believe in a thing called love. Got a, I got a better soundtrack than this movie. Yeah, really get the darkness going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineties alter like early, early aughts alternative rock better soundtrack. I'm happy that people have adopted aughts as the as the. I think that's always been the correct. There were there was definitely some people that did not go for the aughts. The aughts is the right way to to approach explaining that that area. Yeah. I have to ask aughts. Aughts two thousand. 2000 to 2009, the aughts. Because you can't say the 10s, the 20s, the teens, uh, the aughts. Uh, see, here I thought we were trying to be sensitive to people with autism. No. no. Really, really, I've really. I've never heard that one. I've, well, I've never heard that one, so. We're just adopting it. Uh, let's see. When Kloss leaves with Vixen, Iggy realizes who Kloss really is and resolves to help Jingle Jangle and Vixen. Iggy joins Mrs. Claus when she arrives to pick up Jingle and Jangle, and to together they visit the Miser Brothers. Yes, my favorite part! Uh, I, I think it's time that we start hitting this button. Oh, God. Here he comes now, the big hand. Come on, this is funky. I mean that is kind of funky. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like the ragtime on that. <laughs> mm, nope, that happening. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, uh, if you didn't get enough of that one, oh, I think I did. Well, uh, get ready because like they go and talk to him, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, I could totally make it snow in Southtown because that's what you want, but my brother." Uh, he he can He controls that, so you're going to have to go to uh, his town. So, uh... <laughs> I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch... Are you, are you proud of yourself now? I'm oh, very proud of myself. Oh, I've, I've got all the soundtrack on here, so get mm. ready, son. Mm. Um, mm. So basically, he Miser's like, no, I'm not going to give you Southtown. Okay, well, tell you what, I'll take that back. Instead of, I will give you Southtown if you give me the North Pole. To which... Snow Miser's like, fuck no. See, kids, uh, kids learning about sharing. So then Mrs. Claus is like, I'm going to go over your heads. And he, she goes to see their mother, who is... Mother Nature. Nature. And she basically forces them to... To let, to let snow happen in Southtown. And to let... Uh, it be warm in the, warm North, in the Pole. North Pole. Can which, it, in hindsight, is actually a really bad idea. <laughs> already, yeah, yeah. already happening. <laughs> yeah, guess what? If guess what? Heat Miser is winning. It was supposed to be. Ju it's just supposed to be for a day, though, not like forever in the show. <laughs> oh my god! I just realized in like two years, the '60s will be 60 years ago. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I was just like, if they had just waited X amount, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's the that's the life we live in right now. Was the heat miser later turned into a like corporate? Like, wasn't it, did PG and E do something? I don't think so. I don't know. Mm. Why? Well, is... Why is the heat miser just like I'm Mister Down Power Lines? I'm Mister Wildfire. I think oh, no. I think it was something like don't you know don't. I think it was like annoyed kind of thing. It was like. Don't don't help the heat miser or help save energy costs or the holidays something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something they, like that. They, they do reference this in uh, in Batman and Robin, by the way. Uh, Doctor Freeze is singing the like the the uh, the song. I'm Mister Ice Miser. I'm I while wearing a fur coat and like he he's forcing all of his like minions to sing along. <laughs> that sounds like a good movie. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> It's a bad sign. It's a bad sign when George Clooney's nipples are not enough to save this movie. Uh, so Mother Nature didn't ask for that, but they did. She did ask for the sons to compromise, and, uh, and you might ask her. Then they obey reluctantly. Um, as Christmas approaches, the world's children send their own presents to Santa, uh, setting off international headlines. However, one girl misses Santa, and writes I, and that's him Sabrina. that she will have a blue Christmas. What's this? Why, it's a letter for me. It's a letter from a white Dear girl. Dear Santa. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. So don't cry. I don't want to cry. It's so Bring toys for all the little boys and girls, except for the poor ones. I'm gonna miss you, Santa Claus. My, fa- my father's a venture capitalist. And then Santa, now touched by the outpouring of generosity and appreciation, decides, never mind, I'm going to make the journey after all. <laughs> Therefore, making this cr- this uh, this entire thing not mean anything. A lie. It was all a lie. <laughs> there was never a Christmas without Santa Claus. Yeah, also, has he never talked to a child before? Like, this is the first child who's like, I'm Sarah. Yeah, like, they sit on his lap every single year, and he's Fuck just like, you, I just don't know. No, 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 those were his helpers. Oh, yeah. Th- that's not actually <laughs> Santa at the Santa's mall? Santa's not allowed to have children on his lap. Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, got a... <laughs> He's a registered sex oh, offender. Oh, kids, I've got prior. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to help you out. No, it's really weird. They actually explain the the Santa helpers thing really well to like young kids. Because even when I was a kid, because I was like, "How are there some? Why is there like a Santa in every mall? When does he have time?" And they're like, "No, these are Santa's helpers. They'll come and they'll like take down what kids." Like kids' wishes, and then they send them to Santa Claus. So you know, even as a kid, that it's not like really Santa it's, Claus. It, it's it, just like a Santa clone, but not that, as cool. Keep Santa clones. No, Santa there you clones. go. You have to keep Christmas kayfabe. What? A kayfabe is a wrestling term. Yeah. There, there is similitude. You know. Oh, fake it till oh, you make oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Santa is touched by the outpouring of generosity, decides to make the journey. On Christmas Eve, he makes a public stop in Southtown during a snowfall. The next day, the children, including Iggy, are delighted to receive their presents to the song. I don't believe it. Hello, 
These gifts suck. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Oh, yeah, because they renamed one street to Santa Claus Lane. In oh, South it's, it's the oh, yeah. place in the world. Also, I don't know exactly why, but whenever I was searching on YouTube for all of the songs from this, one of the like largest searches was somebody that literally was doing Steven Universe dubs of all the songs over like this. What? So yes, they were just like images from Steven Universe badly put together to make it look like the people uh, were actually singing the songs right. from A Year Without a Santa Claus. All right, I'm good. <laughs> you should check it out. It's pretty it's pretty something. I'll see you later, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the special ends, Mrs. Claus narrates that somehow yearly, newly, faithfully, and truly Santa always comes. Santa has shown getting out of bed to prepare himself, his reindeer, and his gift-loaded sleigh, remarking that he could never imagine a year without a Santa Claus. Cue. Not that, not that. This one. Santa woke for the night, feeling things weren't right, and he was heard to say, Get the reindeer hitched up, Mama. I'm getting up. Oh, Mama. Calling your wife mama is like... Okay, if you're an old-timey guy and it's wholesome and you say, Mom, okay, maybe, but, like, mama, that's <laughs> gross. Look, like, like, like gross. Ma, mama, I could I could actually passively allow, but, like, mm. but, but the full-blown mother, <laughs> that's just, like, what Pence actually does. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking creepy. I don't, don't know. I, I do hear people saying that, don't, though. Don't leave me at a table with this with the woman folk. I won't be able to contain myself. I mean, it's usually really old people that do it. Yeah, it's a, this is an old school thing. Yeah. Now it's like way sexier. All Still right. Still ain't called nobody daddy. <laughs> Still ain't gonna. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's just a sign you are the daddy. Uh, uh, just because I look like one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see some of the details. Jingle bells and snow miser miser resemble one another, while jingle bells and heat miser also resemble one another. Uh, so they 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 look similar in size. Well, instead. I did think a thing there. Well, I think it's because it's a uh, what the heck is it called? It's a uh, contrast. You have one tall, lanky character paired with a shorter, <laughs> chubbier character. Just to make it look more interesting. I don't yeah. think they look exactly like. No, they don't look exactly. It's like. just they both have the same like shapes. The cold miser was the one that I thought for sure when like if I went to sleep that it, he would eat my face <laughs> off. <laughs> Can't sleep. Can't no, sleep me. There's actually a funny story. So one of the reasons my dad loved to watch this movie, this was his favorite part was when the heat miser came on. And every time he came on, he would start laughing. And I guess it's because when he was in the military, at one point he knew a guy who kind of looked like the heat miser. So, huh. time, so every time he sees the heat miser, he just thinks about his like old like you know like coworker, and it just I guess it just tickles him just seeing that. <laughs> so I'm just I'm like, man, what did this guy look like that he just. Thing, every time he sees the heat miser, he just starts laughing. <laughs> it's hilarious. Was your dad? What what branch was your dad in? Uh, army. Army. Okay, that was just like 
I could see my dad kind of looking like the heat miser, but I don't think there's any chance they would have ever known each other. I mean, it's slim. It's slim. There's well, yeah, so many like, people, you, and they move around a lot. Yeah, I was also because like I don't know how old your dad is, but I was gonna say, did he did he do the Vietnam War? No, he wasn't old enough. For okay, that. yeah, no, my, was, mine was so that automatically <laughs> rules him if out. I had, <laughs> if I had to guess, I think your father was deployed in like the Fulda Gap to keep the to keep the Russians out. No, we always had to keep the Ruskies at bay. Yep. I mean, my my dad got stationed in Korea a lot. I mean, that's how he met my mom. I was so. gonna say there's uh, some correlation there. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I met your mom, kinda. <laughs> it would it would have been funny if it was like you, like oh I met your mother who's still in Germany. <laughs> with, with all due respect, I I when when I went to your uh, your wedding and I and I saw your mother, I was just like, all right, yes, that's that's the obvious one. There you when go. I saw your dad, I was like, oh, I see what happened here. <laughs> wait a minute! How did so I, wait, wait! You're well, gonna have I to don't think. Know how to take this. No, not not in a bad way. Not in a bad way at all. It's just that sort of like it's like okay, uh, uh, American ma- American man meets uh, you know like yeah. foreign woman. Yeah. Through military, fall in love. That whole sort of thing. It's like yeah. okay, I see what happened. And then, here. A, and, yeah. then and then a lamp fall. And then his capsule comes crashing into Earth, and he finds a lamp. And well, it's funny though because like all of the my mom's friends, at least the ones I grew up being around the most, mm-hmm. like they all have the same story. It's just the rest of them ended up getting divorced. But yeah, all of her friends that I knew, like all of them were like, oh, they got married to a military guy. They took him back and. So it was kind of cool because that was like one of the few times I was like around kids who were like me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just funny. It was like for me, it was just normal, you know, because I had friends who was like half Puerto Rican, half Korean. I had one who was half black and half Korean. Hmm. So it was just kind of like it wasn't weird for me. I never went like, oh, that's kind of weird how these guys just go over to some other country and pick up a wife there. You know, I never <laughs> thought of it as weird either. The only the only thing that I thought of it was like disheartening when a lot of those marriages ended up mostly just being so that the wife could gain citizenship in yeah. the U.S. because that would benefit their families. Yeah. And it's it's always rewarding to see a couple that are still together where that was not the case. Oh. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm like compared to like all her other friends who have been divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really shocking that my parents are still together, and I, and I think it is somewhat rare, like, for them to stay together, just because there's a big cultural difference. There too. is, but obviously they like each other, because, or the, rather, I should say they love each other because they're still together. So that's that's where I say it's like it's. It's it's heartwarming to see it's not one of those connections where it's just sort of like, oh, yes, I totally love you. Now I'm a citizen. I want a divorce, which oh. is what a lot of it <laughs> seemed to be like for a lot. Well, I, I had a few friends who were in, from a similar persuasion when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. those were those were my dad's buddies from the Air Force. And mm-hmm. this was like this was not Korea. Oh, well, this was fly, Vietnam. Well, so mm-hmm. fly boys. Yeah. So there was. I, I, I will do. I did want to briefly to your previous point. I like the idea that because we had that Polaroid at your wedding, and just like the idea, like picture of her dad, picture of her mother. Like, <laughs> it all makes sense now. It all wow. makes sense now. <laughs> you, you, you've got you've got a you've got a post-it board, but it's yes. only got the two pictures, and you've just drawn a single no, line. No, no, no. It's just one thing of thread. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's just like it's like mom, dad's read. It's like okay. Okay, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my god. A real a real a real Pepe Sylvia moment. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god. 
I am obviously just messing with you. This makes sense now. Yeah, I have I have other facts, but it can't beat that. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a year without a Santa Claus, Sabrina. Yes. What's your feelings on the years without Santa Claus? I still love it. Okay, it's not real surprising, guys. Year um, without a Santa Claus. It's a Rankin and Bass Christmas movie. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. What is? How does this rank opposed to the other Rankin Bass Christmas movie we uh, saw? I liked Rudolph better than this. This had even less of a plot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is still your favorite, so you like this over Rudolph's, Sabrina? Yeah. Okay. How, how are your fears? Uh, aside from just like a resurfacing of trauma, it's uh, honestly they aren't. It wasn't a bad movie for what it is. I, if I, for whatever reason, decided that children needed to be in my life, yes, I would probably show this to them because there are a bunch of wholesome things about it, even with like the overtones of like you know like Christianity and and otherwise. It doesn't make it a bad movie. It just absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> Remember, it, it is it is you know Tinkerbell and Santa are the two things you must believe in or they die. Yes, it's, yes. I mean. I mean this gen previous generation had this. Our generation have those like, those creepy like automatically generated YouTube videos. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh look, you can see the Hulk swimming away from a shark again. Um, yeah. Oh, now I it's mean, Spider Man. Technically, <laughs> I guess this is my dad's generation. This is probably like our parents' generation of movies, I would think. So yeah. maybe he would have been too old when this came out. I mean, it's the well, 70s. Oh, the 70s? So... Oh, yeah. This would be like my Se mom. 74. 74. My mom would be 10 years old when this movie came out. Yeah, my dad would have been My dad was 15? 34 when this movie came out. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think my dad was still was a teenager. So he was like slicking out. his hair back with some pomade, you know, um, hanging by the Firebird and watching the Day Without a Santa Claus. Had big old glasses. <laughs> Wait, oh. am I doing that right? Is that my, is that math correct? Born in 1940. So yeah, yeah, my dad would have been 34 when this movie came out. Wow. He was 43 when I was born. My mom was 19. Was your dad in the Danger Zone? No. God, <laughs> that sounds like my mom's parents. My mom was legal from the day they met. <laughs> oh, I was, talking, I was talking about his time in the Air Force. I don't know what oh, you're talking about. Oh, so, well, I, hey, Meg, you're yeah. 18 yet? <laughs> my, mom, my mom's mom was 16, and her dad was in his 30s when they got married. Hmm. That's a different culture altogether, though, isn't it? I mean, it was old. It's very old-fashioned, and he, I guess he was a family friend. Yeah. So it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. And supposedly her family was well to do. His wasn't, but because they were good friends, they made they said okay to the marriage, even though he wasn't as rich as her, her mom's. It's like the cap. It's like the Capulets and the Montagues. She yeah. also had shit ton of kids. My mom was second to last, and she had my mom when she was in her forties. Wow. And that's a year without a Santa Claus. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want to hear more about the Koreans. <laughs> oh my god! This was partially made in Japan, which is not Korea, but that's the only other thing that I have related. To made this. forged in the fires of the Pacific Rim. <laughs> Another better movie. Yes. Um, Grim. All right. So that takes care of us for this week. Uh, probably this goes in the bucket of hey, it's a Rankin Bass thing. If you like Rankin Bass, watch, watch it. The Hobbit's way better than this. I mean, it's not Christmassy. 
Uh, I mean, there's a man with a beard in it. Okay, good enough for me. Well, <laughs> is this actually coming out around Christmas time? Yeah, all of these. This is why we are doing Christmas episodes. Well, I know, but is this one actually coming out right before Christmas? I mean, or? not immediately before Christmas. Wait, it's probably like there's another Hobbit movie. It's probably like the Rankin Bass one. Rankin Bass did a Hobbit. Oh, you haven't seen that one? Wait, 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 wait. It's coming out or no? It's no, it's Rankin Bass. Came out in the seventies. Oh, oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Remember, I, every, I was... Everyone is gnarled and look, has a butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I spaced for a second and I thought we were talking about something that's coming out like this December, and I was just like, really? The, yeah. Aren't yeah. they done? We also did Flight of Dragons, which was also Rankin. Okay, uh, let's move this forward. Sorry. It's so, a, a while back, we did an episode on Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's start right back at the beginning with, with French Stewart. All right, this has been the Saturday Friends Club. Thank you all for coming by and listening to the Saturday Friends Club. You can find us over at satfriendsclub.com or satfriends at the Twitter. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub where you can go ahead and find lots of plenty of stuff like the the uh, Discord group as well as all the stuff that you can listen to the episodes early. Uh, we will be back next week for more additional Saturday Friends fun with whatever choice that we decide to do for the next week, but we won't know that until I, we actually decide what we are doing for the next week. And Ooh. sold, you Patreon <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will catch you next week for more Saturday Friends fun. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Bye. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Chanukah, no Kwanukwanzer. Happy Festivus. Hanukkah. Uh, dance around the Maypole? No. That's spring. Damn it. Suck.